0: Welcome to the MarTech Podcast.
1: I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss what the marketing industry can learn from fitness. Joining us is Tim Green, who is the Chief Operating Officer at TeamUp, which is the most recommended fitness management software for gym studios, personal trainers, and their in-person, online, and on-demand services. TeamUp empowers their community by providing them with the best software on the market and excellent customer support and a system designed to ensure that they succeed. Yesterday, Tim and I talked about some of the marketing challenges in the fitness industry, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about artificial intelligence's impact on marketing in fitness. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Tim Green, the COO of TeamUp. Tim, welcome back to the MarTech
2: Podcast. Hey there again, Benjamin. Great to be here again.
1: Excited to have you back. Ready to pump some metaphorical marketing iron? Absolutely. I'm excited to continue our conversation. You know, yesterday, We talked about what's happening in the fitness industry, and there's some real parallels that marketers can pull out from what happens in fitness. And when I broke it down, there was not only gyms, there's platforms, there's apps, there's service providers. It's a lot like service businesses in coaching, marketing consultant, all sorts of different places where it's really hard to differentiate yourself. And so it comes down to building your network and getting credibility with your prospects. And what we're seeing now, I think of the fitness industry a little bit like gambling, pornography, some of the other pillars of the internet, where it is always on the cutting edge of technology. Whenever we see a new technology being developed, it seems like those industries, obviously they are not all the same, are really pushing the edge and boundaries of how to use technology. Talk to me about some of the cutting edge tactics that are being used in marketing for the fitness industry.
2: It's an illustrious group that you've placed fitness. I think there's really different levels. I don't think there's like a mom and pop gambling business that is. Sure there is. There's a local bookie in every market. Oh, sure. <laughs> we well, just a little local gambling business that has a high credibility. They're not like the big boys, the big sharks. That's called gangsters. It's organized crime. Right, right. That's it. Yeah. Maybe it's the Girl Scout selling a raffle ticket or something. Maybe that's the nice level of gambling. But in fitness, there are obviously completely different offerings. So you've got the mum and pup business, the local independents, totally accountable to their customers business, which is all about integrity. And then you have larger companies who are trying to sell a product in the fitness space. So they're repackaging some kind of online content and you have you know, bigger gyms and you have smaller online offerings, the whole gamut of different types of offerings. The big challenge for any of those businesses is that they all make exactly the same claims. So they're all trying to get exactly the same outcome for their customers. And differentiation is really, really tough. And where a lot of businesses struggle in the space is that they try to be the best. They try to be the best, get the best results, and they don't really focus on the you know, the delivery. So they've understood that they need to sell on the results that people get, but then the integrity of the service isn't there. And overall, that's the crux for differentiation is to understand what's at the core of what they're offering and then build on that and the reputation. And we had a really good conversation about this yesterday, where we delved into some of those different aspects, but it's becoming increasingly difficult to differentiate in the marketplace. And if you've got a very local focus, then you've got a string to your bow. But if you're trying to sell a fitness offering on a national or international basis, It's a very crowded marketplace where the consumer is increasingly wise and expects a very, very high level of service, which is really all about just pushing up the cost of entry. And it's becoming increasingly difficult for a smaller operator to launch a product on a larger scale. And that consolidation in the marketplace is a trend that I would see continuing aggressively for the next few years.
1: When you get in front of a prospect and you're in a crowded marketplace and it's difficult to differentiate, it becomes very much around relationships and then marketing tactics. How can you stay in front of somebody who you have realized is potentially interested in your products or services? To me, that's a content volume and distribution challenge primarily So talk to me about what people in the fitness industry are doing to increase the volume of content and make sure that they're in front of their consumers in a regular fashion.
2: Content has become very, very challenging outside of owned channels like social. So trying to attract a larger audience is very difficult for people outside of a local audience because of the competitiveness, competitiveness of SEO, competitiveness of different channels. YouTube is great, for example, to publish content on, but unless you're attracting significant viewers and have a significant production quality, you really don't have the exposure that you would have had five plus years ago. So the market is shifting a lot and content as a marketing medium is really under strain because there is such a cloud and volume of information out there that consumers are increasingly unwilling to spend their time or attention on anything that doesn't really grab them and promise to solve their problems. So it's no longer good enough just to spin up some articles on a related topic you need a comprehensive SEO strategy to make progress in SEO. And with the rise of new AI tools around content, there's a real risk that the content industry is just going to kind of eat itself because people are re-spinning articles based on existing articles and content that's just being recycled the whole time. And originality is the only way to chart a path forward.
1: It's interesting because I think of the match for every personal trainer that I've ever had. It's always about personality, right? It is less about lift this dumbbell with that arm and this grip. Like I think most trainers kind of understand that it is, do I feel a connection with this person? And I think that content is a way to establish personality, even if it is relatively duplicative. You mentioned artificial intelligence being used to produce content. Talk to me a little bit more about how fitness marketers are using AI.
2: I think that the easiest way to say it is a sense of relief at there being a shortcut to something which is not properly invested in terms of time. And for small business owners, content has been an equation where it's been tenuous at best. They don't have the tracking in place to be able to understand the value of their content. They are increasingly under threat from anti-analytics environments that we're all facing as marketers. And in general, the investment is not understood. Therefore, new AI tools offer a pathway forward to save time, but they actually risk undermining the very reason for doing the activity in the first place. And that spells real trouble for these small business owners who feel like the, that it's going to support them pushing forward with traditional tactics.
1: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. It's interesting as we think about the evolution of content production, and we're using fitness here as an example. To me, what I'm pulling out of this conversation is if you're in a very crowded marketplace and you're relying on something like artificial intelligence to produce high volumes of content, or if you're just producing content for content's sake, and it's not quality and it doesn't establish you as a personality, then you're probably wasting your time. If you're able to create content that is specifically showing who you are, what your services are, why people should know, like, and trust you, that's a different story. To me, it's all about building the personal relationships. When you're thinking about an industry in professional services, when you're thinking about fitness, I use the joke of gambling and porn because they're technology driven, but marketing services, finding an accountant, how do you build credibility? How do you build trust? Content is an incredibly important part of it. And using artificial intelligence might not actually help you build that credibility. All right, Tim, last question for you. Give me some tips here. For marketers that are in crowded marketplaces like fitness, you mentioned social is a good way to build relationships, that content is something that might be eating itself because of artificial intelligence. What are some other tactics that you've seen marketers in fitness use that might be applicable other places?
2: Paid advertising is still number one, and it is a often misused tool, but it's very vital As marketers, we love paid because it gives us a measurable ROI, like we can track our conversions. So although it raises the cost of entry, it's still an absolutely vital tool in the toolkit. The other thing that really helps people stand out is running live events. There's a big trend towards engagement on live events. People are coming out of our post-pandemic phase and looking for more connection, not less. So in-person, but also online events are remaining really popular, but also have a renewed interest as people look for authentic training that they will actually engage with, and less so with video content, pre-recorded, purchased, or free. But live events are something where you can tangibly connect with your audience, show your best qualities, and really build off that in terms of your personal brand and reputation. So between those two things, really.
1: At the end of the day, it is about building relationships. It's no like, and trust. Can you get in front of your customers and show, even if you're in a crowded marketplace, that you are somebody that they will enjoy working with, that you they can trust, that you will have their best intent in mind, whether it's through paid advertising, whether it's through content, whatever medium you're going to pick, think about the relationship with your customer. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tim Green, the COO of TeamUp. If you'd like to get in touch with Tim, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is TeamUpTim, that's T-E-A-M-U-P-T-I-M. Or you could visit his company's website, which is goteamup.com.